You know, Ryan, I get uh, called to do interviews a lot. I mean, I've had some major interviews around the United States. The one thing I loved about this interview, I don't know how you held it together with my babbling, but the topics you brought up, the questions you had, I think were some of the best I've I've ever been asked. So you're a young man, you're going to grow in this field and, and a, a heartfelt congratulations to you. This was a real interview. Thank you. So guys, that was Doug Kaufman. This is episode 22 of the Revive Yourself podcast. And here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Revive Yourself podcast. Been getting lots of good messages um, regarding that last episode with Reed Davis, all about andropause, and lots of blokes, blokes, lots of men, <laughs> I just say, reaching out and saying thanks so much for the information. That's not a problem. That's what we're here to do, guys, here to help anyone we can. Also been getting lots of people um, emailing us and joining the free four-day mini course, and that's going to be open uh, continue to be open and if you want any information on that some great results as well on the free four day uh, group people saying they're changing their diets they're loving the information so as I said before any, if you've got any skin issues gut issues guys especially any issues with chronic fatigue adrenal fatigue um, thyroid issues anything you've had going on maybe it's PCOS we, we get to the root cause of these issues and we start to teach you what's been going on and what you need to do to overcome them, okay? We don't treat disease, we regenerate health and healthy bodies don't get these problems and that's what we dig into. Also, guys, I want to want, you to, want to tell you about um, our Instagram page. If you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, Revive, it is actually at revive underscore yourself. Be a picture of the Revive logo, the thumbprint, and also we've got our YouTube channel now. If you just type it in, Revive Yourself, then we've got all our videos are coming out there. All the interviews will be on there as well. And um, yeah, obviously, you've got a personal Facebook page, etc. But otherwise, you want any sort of information, always head on over to www.reviveyourself.co as well, where you can download our free healing health paradigm and obviously get up to date with any of the local articles etc local recent articles i should say that have been put on there um so today's interview guys is a great one it's it's one of the well it's one i'm really excited to put out there it's a guy that i've actually been following for some time doug kaufman of know the cause he's also got www.knowthecause.com he's a guy who has been talking about fungus parasites they're linked to cancer uh, for years now he's actually lecturing all over the world he's lecturing on, to oncologists um, but as part of part of their further learning um, it's a great interview and for anyone who hasn't really ever thought about fungus or parasites being a problem then this is going to open your eyes and you're going to delve into issues and different different topics around health that you probably have never even thought of um, just because why would you Unless you know, you won't know. Unless you've been through some sort of issue, some sort of problem, these 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 issues, these uh, paths don't really open up. These doors you don't really get to walk through. So getting dug on was 
fantastic great for us he's actually got up to 80 million viewers all around the world he's got a daily tv channel and he's also um an author of nine books he does <laughs> he's he's really gone about his business for the last i think 40 years and just built this up and and now he's got a great audience so he actually started off as a radio host for his own show and now um as he as he actually digs into it on the show so as i mentioned before guys this is going to really open your eyes so if anyone you think has you know has got a fungal fungal condition a parasitic condition or if you've got any sort of issues any sort of chronic issues um and if you feel like you're not don't feel very great in your house and this is uh a, an episode that you really need to listen carefully to okay guys so without further ado i know i've rambled on but anyways my show i get to do what i want <laughs> obviously not but anyway guys this is episode 22 this is doug kaufman and enjoy i'll see you on the other side Hey guys, and welcome to episode 22 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Today's interview is with Doug Kaufman from that know your knowthecause.com. He's also got a YouTube channel, um, Know the Cause, and he actually has a TV show, Know the Cause. Um, he's the author of nine books, and he has been lecturing doctors and everyone all over the world now all about fungus and it's linked to cancer and also parasites and parasites, parasitic infections. Um, and he's all the way live from Texas. Is that right today, Doug, from Texas? You bet, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. No worries. And how is the weather out in Texas today? 111 with the heat factor today. It's going to be about 102. You get used to it. You know, Ryan, anywhere you go, it cools off in the winter. We get all the way down to 50, you know. And uh, then it heats up in the summer, and I'm used to it now. I'm, I'm a California guy, so I was used to 70 degrees year-round. But Texas isn't a bad place. No, no. I've, um, I actually haven't been to Texas, but my parents have been a couple of times. They've met yeah. lots of people from Texas, and they've got nothing but good things to say about it. Um, something I, somewhere I do actually really want to go. I think they're... Uh, <laughs> Anyone I've actually met from Texas as well has always been very welcoming, um, great, very good characters, which I always like to say from Texans. They're good and, and if you get here, Ryan, I want to show you our studio. It's a beautiful full production uh, film studio and invite you to be on TV with me and kind of tell America we're in about 70, 80 million households with our show. And I want to uh, uh, let the public know what you're doing and introduce them to, to your podcasts and blogs and so forth. Good work. Oh, thanks. That'd be I'd absolutely take up on that offer. That'd be um, that'd be a pleasure to go and share sure. stories. Um, so just for the listeners out there, Doug, um, a lot of I mean, Doug's as you said, eighty million viewers around the world. He, he I mean, some of you guys may may have heard of him. Um, I first heard of Doug when I was listening to well, one of the first people that always talks about. Um, you and your work is Paul Check, um, holistic health practitioner. I've mentioned him quite a lot on, this, on our podcast here. I think he's a great person to listen to when it comes to health. Um, also, listen to a couple of your episodes um, or a couple of your interviews on Extreme Health Radio. Um, but I think I first heard of you when I was come across a couple of videos from Doctor Limoncini. Is it? Um, I think that's his name. Limoncini. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, and he's an oncologist. Is that right? Yep. He is indeed. Cool. And so just how did, how did you go about meeting uh, him? And just how, how was your relationship with him? Just because I refresh my memory. I think I saw a video that he was doing where he actually was injecting uh, sodium bicarbonate into a cancerous uh, cancer or tumor. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah. This uh, this guy is not like other uh, oncologists that I've ever met. He is an Italian oncologist, has gained some prominence, a very nice guy, very personable. And uh, as you might imagine, Ryan, I get books sent to me by every author in the world because they want to hit the American uh, uh, viewers, American TV uh, stations, and we're big in LA and New York and Chicago and so forth. And so I get this book on my desk and it says, fungus causes cancer. And I thought, wait a minute, this is what I've been preaching for 40 years. And uh, so I read the book and, uh, you know, contact his people. And they said, well, he's going to be in the U.S. You know, in six months. And I said, we'll schedule him. We'll get him together. That has become the most controversial segment we ever did, the most widely spread, but the most controversial that we ever did. Um, and uh, in it, he said, uh, you know, these uh, these tumors are white and yeast is white. And what I do is drip something simple, you know, 80 cents worth of sodium bicarbonate on them. To wit, I said, well, what if it's in the prostate? How do you drip the prostate? And he said, I make a, if you've ever been in surgery, you know what a Penrose tube is. It's a, a rubber tube and I insert it. So the sodium bicarb will just drip on the prostate. And this sounds bizarre. But the results he's getting are very exciting. And the fact that he has raised the ire, people don't just dislike him. They totally disrespect him. And many hate him because it's a very simple concept. But he is getting results. And it's exciting. Now, some people, Ryan, has all, have also died. But these were late-stage cancers that were given up on by oncologists. He tried to help and to no avail. So those are the ones that make become newsworthy mm -hmm. uh, in America and abroad. But he, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, that, that story, um, I mean, that seems to be quite a... <sighs> That yeah, that that say so that story. It seems to um, come up quite a lot when you talk about alternative uh, treatments. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. always like the last, the last stages, and then people go, "Oh, well, someone tried that and they died." I think it was, um, if you know, Doctor Nick Gonzalez, and I think it was his mentor, Doctor Kelly. Uh, they tried to say that he, it was his fault that Steve McQueen died. Um, even though like, Steve McQueen went through so many, so much of the the uh, traditional conventional methods that he was completely wiped out before he tried anything that Dr. Kelly tried, so um, I, I I can I completely understand where you're coming from there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all it's all marketing and cancer and drugs and nutrition. Well, you know, it's it's just all marketing. And if a celebrity goes to Mexico and you know, late stage cancer, that his immune system is shot because of chemotherapy and radiation, and he tries to get help and he dies in Mexico, it makes the headlines. And that's very unfortunate, because it wasn't Mexico that ruined, you know, so those are just things your audience, I'm sure knows. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, um, well, if, if you've got someone like you said to him, he's been, he's been, uh, people are, are really sort of having a go you say he's having a go at him or yep. criticizing yep. him and if, if it's if he's just giving people sodium bicarbonate i'm surprised he hasn't lost his license and he hasn't been struck off the register considering um the amount of money that that, that could mean they would lose if if people yes, were yes. This. yeah so so um so just quickly just for the people we'll get we'll go on to thing things um what you're doing I mean, we'll go into your diet and doug's got his own antifungal diet there are things that we'll talk about later on i just want to just get into into you and your little bit of your story, Doug. Because um, I mean, now nowadays you're lecturing, um, I think, to like mainstream oncologists. And I know I was trying to schedule an interview with yourself. You've been away recently, like I think on a little um, 
on a little tour doing some some speaking. But how did you get to this? I mean, I, I, I know that dealing with these issues and being on TV and talking about fungus, it wasn't where you started with your career. How did you get into this? Ryan, you, you would laugh as a fellow entrepreneur and nutritionist. Um, tw- let's see, 18 years ago, 1999, my wife and I, I had a successful radio show. It was a weekend radio show. It got syndicated. It wasn't because I was great. It was because the audience became so large. They liked my message. I took phone calls and tried to point people as a non-physician into the way of good health. And sometimes you can do that with herbs and supplements and body work, you know, Paul Check's advice and so forth. And so uh, I was then picked up on TV, and I'll never forget the business advisors meeting with my wife and I and saying, uh, what are you going to be talking about? And I said, well, general health from a fungal perspective. Every one of them, Ryan, in the room started laughing. I said, fungus? Well, there's a good one-year show. You know, you'll be lucky to be on the, year, on, the, on the air a year from now. 18 years ago, that was. It appears as though now, Ryan, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I fought in the war. The Marine Corps doesn't, in the U.S., doesn't use medics. That's the Army that uses medics. Corpsmen are, uh, you know, Marine Corps medics. So we get trained for a couple of years, like nurses, and then we have a medical pack and off to Vietnam we go. Well, I came home. I'm one of those lucky guys that came home, and I'm telling you, the Doug Kaufman you're now listening to was diametric uh, 47, 48 years ago. Uh, To the guy then, I was paranoid. I couldn't ride up an elevator. My skin was bleeding. Um, I was depressed. Um, You talk about a a different guy. It was me. And my boss at USC Medical School, uh, Dr. Everett Hughes, said, Doug, you probably got into a parasite that's affecting your health and your brain and everything. We didn't have Google searches in 1971, so I went to the USC library, got a library card, and after hours, I began studying parasites. And Ryan, the first book I picked up was a parasitology book out of you know the 1950s, and one of the chapters was on yeast. And I said, wait a minute, so yeast is a parasite? And I began reading this... Because, Ryan, every two or three months out in the field in Vietnam, we'd get new underwear and new socks. Uh, and we wore these soaking wet monsoon rains. Our feet were always in, you know, rivers and, and gullies and so forth. We were always wet. And when we pulled our socks off, literally our skin came off with our socks. And they'd bleed for a few days, but the new socks felt so good. Well, there I was sitting in this library going, man, I've got my – under my arms are bleeding. The folds of my – Uh, elbow is bleeding. I am totally constipated. I have this rash all over my feet. I can hardly walk. I had a yeast problem. I didn't know yeast parasitized man. I thought it was just an organism that grew. Lo and behold, yeast is single cell fungi. And fungi are multicellular pathogens very often. We eat mushrooms and we say, oh, gosh, there's probably nothing wrong with that. We're eating, it's not a vegetable, guys. It's, it's a fungus. And you have to be a little concerned about consuming fungus, especially by the time Ryan and I are done. So I said, okay, maybe this is a fungal condition. So I broke an aloe vera plant, started rubbing it on my feet, and, man, they started to heal. And I realized in that chapter – that we continue fungus as a parasite when we feed it. It requires warmth, moisture, and food. Out here, where you and I are, it's 70 degrees. In my body, it's 30 degrees hotter. Mm. 
And your body is what, 80, 90% water. It loves inside your body. And it can live as a symbiont. And that means it gets along with you, you get along with it, nobody dies. It's when these fungi turn pathogenic, and that can happen in the presence of alcohol, of antibiotics, of other uh, fungal byproducts, and then boom, the rules change inside your body. But the diet was what fascinated me. I'm 21 years old, I'm home from Vietnam, and I'm drinking. We didn't have post-traumatic stress in 1971, so we had alcohol. And uh, my friends and I would, you know, every Friday night, we'd go to the bar and drink and have fun. Every Saturday night, we would. But I worked at a hospital, so I couldn't continue it Sunday because Monday I'd have to be stone sober and back at work. And so whenever I started to get it, whenever I drank, Sunday and Monday, I felt horrible, depressed, blue. I put on 40 pounds. You know, I just became miserable. And I got it. I'm feeding yeast as are many of your listeners with diabetes, with cancer, with coronary artery disease, with high cholesterol, with lupus. I'm telling you, I found a link between the 135 autoimmune diseases and our fork and spoon. And I tell people on my TV show all the time, we're all born with a spoon. We either begin digging our grave when we're old enough to do that, or we begin feeding ourselves the proper diet. That's uh, th- yeah, that's a brilliant way of putting it. To be honest with you, Doug, you just talked about me. You just said there, um, a hundred. Well, you said a link between one hundred and thirty-five autoimmune diseases. And we'll go on to that in a minute, because um, that's something that people will be like, "Oh my God, what? How? How? How is fun?" People think of a fungus. They think of they might think of mold, etc. Think of it on, on the floor, maybe on the walls. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that it's inside them. And parasites and funguses. I mean, probably heard of parasites. People. They either don't know or they just don't want to know that you've got these parasitic organisms living in, in themselves. Um, that, as you say, they infiltrate you and they, they try and live in, in coherence with you. And you say when they get out of control that you generally know, he said that you get, you get a chronic issue. And then if you don't listen, you get a disease. And if you still don't listen, you die, which isn't fun for anyone. But um, what's the, uh, what is the difference between a parasite and a fungus, Doug? Could you explain that? Sure. You and I and your listening audience right now, Ryan, tend to think of a parasite. Okay, I go to Africa, uh, a tapeworm, I'm walking barefoot, a worm enters my skin, it begins growing through my intestines, and it's 14 inches long, the doctor can see it, uh, and there are ways to get parasites out of your body. There's pills that kill parasites and so forth. Whoever thought that yeast could parasitize a person and live inside that person quite comfortably. Um, This is something our doctors, unfortunately, well, of course, they all know that yeast and fungi can parasitize man, but they don't think they're problematic. They think we just die 80 years later with these yeast in our body, and they don't cause any problem. And man, Ryan, it's I have linked, and thank you for the introduction, I'm now speaking to broadly to groups of doctors. I'm I'm one of the only non-physicians, I believe, giving American doctors continuing medical education, which they must take in order to maintain their license. I was asked to do this a few years ago by integrative oncologists. These are guys who say, okay, chemo and therapy ain't working. We got to find another way to help these people. Mm-hmm. So along I come and I 
I teach them that vitamin C kills fungus. So these IVs of using vitamin C is a great idea. And that olive leaf, you don't take it intravenously, but you take it orally, it kills fungus. And a tablespoon of, of you know, coconut uh, oil has lauric acid and caprylic acid, both fungicidal. It kills fungus. And so it's no wonder, Ryan, the guys like you and I hang out in a health food store and we hear stories that we hear. Everything, including zinc and magnesium and everything in a health food store has antifungal properties. Um, and we can eat to starve that fungus. Fungus must have carbohydrates or it dies. Or conversely, we can eat to keep that fungus growing wild throughout our body. The death certificate then never says um, uh, died of a fungal disorder. It always says coronary artery disease or diabetes or uh, lymphoma or prostate disease. But these are intimately linked and we have much more control over our health than we've ever been told. And that's that's kind of my story and what I teach these doctors. And Ryan, I was so scared. My knees were knocking years ago when I first spoke to a group of doctors. I was mad at them. I thought that the death of my loved ones, my family members from cancer and diabetes were directly linked to them. Rather, what I found was a group of very nice, humbled people who don't want to injure their patients. I always thought there was like this huge conspiracy. Oncologists have to kill so many people. They stood in line to talk to me. The questions were amazing. These two Japanese doctors had an interpreter and they said to me, we have followed 27 women with chronic vaginal yeast. We have isolated not only yeast, but cryptococcus fungus and so forth from the vaginal tract. Now all 27 of these women decades later have cervical cancer. Are you telling me there's a link? And I said, you tell me. What's the only thing we must consider? We once saw yeast growing. We now see tumors growing. What do you think made those lumps? Fungus grows in a sac to shelter itself from our white blood cells killing it. This sac mimics a cancer tumor perfectly. They both liberate lactic acid. They both make volatile organic compounds, the VOCs. They both thrive in the presence of sugar and die without sugar. We now know that several antifungal drugs induce apoptosis. They kill cancer and fungal cells. And I have challenged the medical community to teach me what the difference between an ascomycete Fungus grow in two kinds of sacs, mycetomas or ascomycetes. They both can grow and look exactly like a cancer tumor. Or, doctor, what's the difference between this and this? You be the judge, doctor. You tell me which one of these is cancer. Because one of them is a mycetoma, a fungal growth. Really, Ryan, nice people, they don't know. Half of them point to the wrong thing. Um, and this is the way the diagnoses are happening. There's way too much money in cancer care to say that we have control over this. Yeah, you've touched on so many points there, 100%. It's, this is the thing, when you say this about medical industry, etc., you're not um, having to go at individual doctors because most of them are, are great people. When, I go, when I've gone around Britain and I've spoken uh, um, 
I've actually got six or seven doctors on my program at the moment because they actually fascinate. They actually really want to listen. They want to help people. It's not, and they're really intelligent. It's not that they don't want to help people. It's just what they've been taught. And as you say, when they actually start listening to you speak, as I can imagine you, that I think I've heard you say before, their mouths are like wide open, thinking, and it really <laughs> makes sense. I mean, if you just said there, you just made the link between well, this this mold or this fungus has been present for this long, and then these women have all got uh, cervical cancer. When did your brain kick in and think, well, you know what, this might be... But they always like to say correlation and causation don't, 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 and don't not necessarily occur, but at one point, your brain's got kicking and think, maybe there's something to this. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. And you mentioned things there, like, I mean, one of the things, you obviously mentioned zinc and, and probiotics, and one of the things you mentioned there, olive leaf extract, I think it's, it's huge. I mean, but whenever I get my clients to have it, as you say, in, a, in a, um, it's antiviral, antifungal... Uh, um, it's actually anti-cancer as well, and I, th- I was thinking, thinking, is it anti-cancer because it's antiviral and anti-parasitic? It's, mm-hmm. it's quite in- interesting. Um, so these things that people can take and they can do every day. Um, you've you've mentioned before there. I mean, you've, you've talked on so many things there. I don't know which way to go with it. I've got so many questions here for you as well. <laughs> but um, I say you mentioned. I've said I've, uh, because of of this because you're you're saying in your opinion basically what you've done, Doug like a lot of us in this industry, who've been through the ringer, who've been through the, the trials of their own health problems, you scratched your own itch, you had a problem, and you went out to research what you can do to get over this problem, um, which is the best way. There's no there's no, <laughs> there's no, one going to research harder than someone who actually really wants to get well. Um, so when it comes, I've heard you mention before, because you just talked a bit there, how these funguses, they, they can go into their own sacs, and they can become, is that what you'd say a tumour is? Because... I've heard you say 70 to 75% of people getting diagnosed with cancer have been misdiagnosed um, and you say they actually have a chronic fungal infection. Um, th- so if they're going in and getting, getting autopsied by these, by these doctors that are then cutting these tumours, for example, is it, aren't they then splitting um, and letting all this, these fungals and parasites bleed into the rest of the body? Wouldn't that cause further problems? Yes. Um, one, of, one of my concerns has always been, Ryan, that um, once you're told in a medical setting you have cancer, you remember that song, You're Too Young, but there was a song 30, 40 years ago that we just loved. It was called The Hustle. And uh, all of a sudden, this woman with breast lump, this man with prostate lump, is hustled. I mean, get in to see my buddy down the hall. We're going to start chemotherapy and radiation immediately. This is the time I tell people, put the brakes on. It's taken a long time for that lump to become palpable. But what the doctor does, let's say you have spores, little green spores living in a fungal sac. You don't put a needle in and pop that sac. I'm concerned. Now, medical science differs with me here. I am concerned that that enables liberation of the spores to other areas. I said earlier that fungus loves heat. Guess what? We take people's temperature in the axillary space right under their arm. So when a woman gets a breast biopsy, they say cancer spreads into the lymph nodes under her arms. Is it cancer that spread or was it our biopsy? that spread the green spores directly into the lymph nodes under her arms. I don't know the answer to that, but I've got an idea. Since there's a lump in her breast, how about cutting it out? 
Why do we have to do a biopsy? How about just anesthetizing that little tissue and cut it out? There are several reports in the scientific literature of women with breast lumps who have something called FNA, fine needle aspiration. They go in with a little 26 gauge needle, they go into the lump, they aspirate, and sure enough, there's fluid in there. They can test that fluid in Petri dishes and they can grow out fungus in a couple of days. I kind of like that. But better than that, why in the world are we popping this bubble? Why don't we just cut it out? They can see on x-ray the margins. I've never understood, and I wish I could understand, and maybe you have an answer. I've, I've yet to get a good one. Um, why we, when we feel a lump, why don't we go into surgery and cut the lump out and then test the lump? Yep. No, 100%. I mean, the thing is with, with it as well, Doug, as you probably know, that the, well, um, hopefully our listeners haven't listened to a lot of our podcasts as well, know that the lump isn't actually cancer. It's a symptom of the cancer. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of doctors don't even know what the lump is. <laughs> so yeah. then you go cutting into it and all this stuff. That's why I always advise against mammograms and always talk about thermo. Therm- Thermography, etc. Same, yeah. same here. Yeah, yeah. your medical journal, by the way, great article came out of BMJ, British Medical Journal, mm-hmm. two years ago that mammograms are a coin flip. Yeah. They're fifty-eight percent accurate, and yet we're telling women get one done every year because they're so accurate. And to find it early, the sales and marketing that go into this is amazing. We must find that lump early to save your life. Wow. Wish we could delve into that. Someday we will. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we will. yeah someday we will. 100% we will. Uh, 100%. The the thing is, with, with the lump, so the lump itself, um, so the lump itself, you're saying if it's a parasite uh, infection or it gets into, what did you call the sac of metastasis? Um, yeah, it's actually, it has two names. It's either an ascomycete, A-S-C-O-M-Y-C-E-T, yep. yeah, ascomycete or a mycetoma. And if you look them up, uh, certainly fungi grow in these sacs, in these tumor formations. The, the problem is, Ryan, no doctor in medical school ever took one hour of the field mycology. Mm-hmm. Doctors all have to take, um, you know, microbiology, and they learn a lot about bacteriology because there are thousands of antibiotics. They want them to learn to prescribe. And there's a 100 antivirals, so they learn a little bit less about viruses And I'm telling you, there's a dozen antifungals on the market today, leading the doctor, the student, and his medical staff, and and the teachers, the professors, to believe that fungi don't really cause problems at all. Fungi are hugely problematic, hugely. Yeah, and the thing, even with parasites, I mean, I've had a a client, I think I mentioned before, got told he didn't have a parasitic problem. I'd say, I guarantee you have, listen to all your symptoms, and three tests no come up negative every time um because i think over his 14 to 20 tests and there's thousands of parasites and, and she actually ended up pa- passing a, a tapeworm vaginally um so it was it was one of these things that even with parasites they can be very very tricky so when it comes to funguses um it's even more so so you've mentioned before 135 autoimmune conditions that you said you've been linked to it and i've heard you before also talk about um Eczema could be a fungus, um, AIDS could be a fungus, um, lupus could be a, linked to a fungal problem. Can you just explain how that, how that is um, and why that is? Well, each one we have to take independently. Okay. I don't know if you're aware, but in Spain a couple of years ago, uh, five autopsy specialists, pathologists, 
were told to dissect 21 cadavers. Okay, so they go in, they do their job. And they said, pay a special attention to mycology. So in the, uh, in, in the, during the autopsy, in 11 of the deceased patients, they found fungus growing in the brain and in the body. They didn't know what these people died of, so they reported to the board, and, uh, you know, of these 21 people, 11 have fungus. Ironically, Ryan, and I don't think it's coincidental at all, all 11 of those who died, their death certificate said Alzheimer's disease. And they found fungus in the brain. And you begin looking at some of the drugs. You've probably seen that, you know, these statin drugs are the darlings of Wall Street. Of course, we're not having fewer heart attacks, but they're going to find some reason to continue these because they are a, a money pump. We're now finding that, you know, for at one time we looked at them to prevent Alzheimer's disease. Now we're looking at them to prevent cancers, certain cancers. Before they were statin drugs, folks, they were antifungal drugs. Statin drugs like Lipitor kills fungus. So everybody should drop back who's taking a statin drug and saying, wait a minute, we're talking about atrophying muscles. We're talking about horrible side effects of these drugs. Could we do the same thing with, oh, I don't know, say cinnamon or curcumin? Mm -hmm. You know, could we kill the fungus? in the circulatory stream, in the bloodstream, that is elevating our uh, lipids, our triglycerides, etc. I think that needs to be established because we're throwing a baby out with the bathwater trying to reduce people's lipid profile. I've, Ryan, I've always had a 225 to a 250 cholesterol. Never will take a statin in my life. I'm 68 years young, got out this morning, worked out hard, uh, eat differently than anybody my age, and I've never been on a drug. I don't have a doctor. I have no idea what a rectal exam is. I don't know what my PSA test is. I would know if I have a health problem. And when I wake up in the morning, and you'll be, you know, 100 years from now, you'll be my age. When you wake up in the morning, oh, you know, my hip hurts or my hands are sore. I'm arthritis. My eye hurts today. I have a headache. All you got to do is go back to last night's dinner might have been the beer, might have been the potatoes. It's something that fed fungus. Mm, this is so interesting because I always say how much diet, etc., can play a part. This is why. So, this is hmm, <laughs> where to go, guys and girls, where to go. So many different ways <laughs> immune systems, DNA, diet, etc. Right. So, this is why I always say when people were talking about things, and I was like, how do you feel? Um, well, the doctor said this diet works. Well, when you eat it, how do you feel? Well, I feel terrible. Well, that's your, that's, that's your answer. You know? True? <laughs> I've said it before. It's like, listen to your body. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, and as you talk about cholesterol, my dad went through that statins. I, when I was first going through this, he was on them, and I said, Dad, come off them. This is this. Showed in the research. He come off them. He said he felt better. Obviously, he's changed his diet, and um, it's not me giving medical advice, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. um, just got to say that. But um, he come off them change his diet. I mean, he's completely different and he's and he's never looked better. Um, he obviously got diabetes as well as high cholesterol. But people, you need cholesterol. Um, <laughs> how does your body make vitamin D otherwise? It sits right beneath yep. the surface of your skin. Go and do your own research on that. And I'm sure we'll do an episode on that another time. But, right, so 
I've heard you say before. We're going to get into DNA and how they can infiltrate your nervous system and how they can change your DNA. And we're also going to talk about how they do that and whether it's because you've got a low and impacted immune system. But firstly, because you touched on diet, Doug, it's, it's something that's so, uh, it's so such a big topic. I've heard you say before, well, you get doctors take their take their um, patients off of wheat and corn and, and get them off the gluten and you roll your eyes and you think, oh, is it because they come off wheat and gluten or is it because... They've taken all these all these foods out that are just um, been infiltrated with molds, uh, etc. It's the same with nuts. Um, is it, so you're saying these foods they're full of aflatoxins, etc. Is that is that what the problem is? You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I I think Ryan. Um, let me tell you what we know. In uh, 2001, Dr. Ruth Etzel wrote in our Bible, according to doctors out here, the Journal of the American Medical Association that our grain supply in America was contaminated with fungal poisons. Fungi aren't the problem necessarily themselves. Fungi, unlike bacteria or viri, off-gas a poison. It can be a liquid, a solid, a gas, etc. But they make these poisons. Um, these poisons are found in our grain supply. Corn, according to the Council for Agricultural Science and Technology, corn is just universally contaminated with something called aspergillus. Aspergillus makes a poison, a mycotoxin. Myco means fungus. A mycotoxin called aflatoxin. And aflatoxin causes human cancer. Everyone admits it now. Aflatoxin causes human cancer. Well, this aspergillus mold is sometimes found in our indoor air ducts. It's found in some of our peanut butter. It's found in wheat sometimes, commonly in corn. And so therein lies my question, Ryan. Are we digging our own grave by going to a movie every weekend and sitting down to popcorn? Are we eating peanut butter over almond butter? Um, you know, there are so many ways we are exposing ourselves to this mold. For example, the mold is called penicillium. The poison it makes is called penicillin. One dose of penicillin isn't going to kill us. It's multiple doses of antibiotics are now implicated, I hope you're sitting down, in breast, lung, prostate, lymphoma, and uh, what's the, uh, lung, and, and colorectal cancer. Mm -hmm. The more antibiotics we take, the more the incidence of these cancers in our life. This is all very well documented yeah. in the scientific literature. So. You look at someone who's been historically sick and running from doctor to doctor. Of course, the doctor's answer is take another antibiotic. Um, little do they know that these antibiotics are oozing, you know, these mycotoxins into their body and may have deleterious effects. They might be inducing very serious diseases. So this is why I love podcasts and blogs like yours where you care enough about the public to teach them the rules of eating well. You know, that's that's what I try and do. Vegetables, cruciferous vegetables with chlorophyll actually inhibit fungi, bind it, and move it out of the body. When my kids were little, they'd go off to friend's house when they got big enough, and you know, they'd enjoy a pizza without mom and dad knowing, and a Coca-Cola or something, a soda pop. And we always made them, and we have pictures of them, with little seven-year-old kids, you know, they'd come home and we'd make them eat a fresh bowl of broccoli. 
Oh, I hated this, Ryan. They just, you know. But today, these are healthy young kids who have zero health problems. It seems that if we want to go out and drink alcohol and have a bucket of popcorn, no harm, no foul, just go home and take some chlorophyll. And that seems to offset it. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this, that's why I, like, I love doing speaking to people like yourself, Doug, as well, who just want to get this information out to people. I mean, mm. obviously, as as you know, the mainstream can sit there and sometimes call people like us charlatans and this, that, the other. Um, it's like I've got no agenda except to try and help people because I've been there myself, the same as same yeah. as you. Um, so it's great when you can get people on on like yourself who've been through this. And um, obviously, eating, as you said, there, cruciferous vegetables, huge um, for the people out there. Things like broccoli. I mean, and the best thing to now, you've got products that you can go out there. I don't know how to throw products and magic bullets at people, but you've got fermented foods now you can get and um, different products you can pick up. And if you want, you can just take a couple, couple of uh, capsules, drink it down with some good water, and you've got concentrated nutrients there. It's very easy to do. Um, yeah. But things like peanut butter that people seem to eat like it's going out of fashion, I've always said, why, why bother with, with peanut butter? I mean, some nuts, as you... Uh, I think on your we'll talk about your antifungal diet in a minute um, at certain stages they're completely ruled out because of the moulds etc but peanut butter is one I always say stay away from because of the because of the aflatoxins um, it's just not worth the risk it's something that's very very high in aflatoxin um, so when when for example you've talked about how it can change the DNA just quickly for someone to actually get a, a, fun, a fungal infection uh, parasitic infection do they have to be immunocompromised? Does it have to be someone who's run down, who's not eating well, who's really stressed, who's probably ha- drinking um, too much alcohol or all these things combined, maybe got too much electro- electromagnetic frequencies? Is it someone whose nervous system, so, uh, sorry, immune system is going to be run down? Are these, um, are these parasites, are these funguses opportunistic? Do they just come into someone and go, right, this is a host that we can take over? We'll have some of that. Yeah, probably one of the best interviews I've ever done. You're you're hitting on such important items for people who are listening right now. We are told erroneously, this isn't the truth, but it is according to doctors, um, that only the immunocompromised suffer from fungal infections. Let me give you some facts. Fungal mycotoxins, and there are hundreds of them, the majority of them impede our immune system. So if you are enjoying a beer or two every night, just know you're chipping away at that immune system, right? If you're living in a home with mold growing in it, you're chipping away at your immune system. And the fun thing, Ryan, there's two words here. One is immunocompromised, right? Those people who who have AIDS, who are going through chemotherapy, their immune system is compromised, perhaps not by the disease, but by the therapy. But that's a whole other issue. And then there are immunocompetent people whose immune systems are absolutely fine. And the majority of studies, Ryan, it would make you laugh. I mean, I'm a sick guy. I go home and read a a story about, you know, immunocompetent people living in a moldy environment. The majority of articles coming out now is doctors being blown away that these kids who ended up with asthma were all immunocompetent. Gee, their their white blood cell was count was good. They're healthy. They go outside and play. We don't understand 
how they are ending up with asthma or COPD or bronchitis. Oh, yeah, we check their home and it has mold growing in it. But it blows us away that they are not immunocompromised and they end up with asthma. And so more and more you're seeing doctors get the wow factor. You're going to see, you read two years ago, that ulcerative colitis patients, they found fungus growing in the, in the colon of these patients. And the doctors, one of my friends authored that paper. He was totally blown away. He called me and said, you know what, Doug, this is huge. And I said, you just wait. We are 10 years away from them finding fungus in all cancer tumors or most cancer tumors because it's there. We just aren't. Once we tell a person fungus induces a disease, any disease, we have thereby, Ryan, empowered that patient to begin taking care of his own health. We then don't need the 27 medications. We may not need the surgery. This isn't good medicine. It's tremendous science. So what I'm trying to do, like you, is empower people to understand that you can dig your own grave with that spoon or you can use that spoon to eat very good vegetables and fruits, lean meats, etc. 100%. And this is, this is where... Um this is this is where it's so important because I mean obviously the studies of epigenetics now as well tell us that it's not just our genes it's also it's it's it's, it's the main factor where we get disease etc is our lifestyle so when you're talking about eating well it goes a huge huge way towards either as you said digging your grave or not um, and then you're looking at your are you getting enough good exercise are you getting enough sunlight um, what's your overall stress levels like it goes on and on and on um, so that that's huge when you when you talk about that, and I'm not surprised though that you're ten. I'd, I'd probably say ten, probably fifteen, twenty years ahead of ahead of that. I think they're going to try and um, try try and release it as slowly as possible because it's going to change the industry when this when this happens. Um, and again, and they're, and they're really cool people. I mean, oh, yeah, you have, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I have friends that are doctors. If you if you teach them to be beholden to the PhDs that taught them. And then you have drug companies oversee what those PhDs teach them. Who would want to admit that your best-selling drug, being antibiotics, actually could induce five different kinds of cancer? And yet it's all published, but it's kind of, you know, under the radar. Uh, you don't let doctors know that. When You said something that struck me as fascinating. When you're on a podium, and you've been on them, right? When you're on a podium looking at groups of people, you can watch their mouths just drop open. One such slide, the PSA test, as we know today, was never a cancer or a prostate cancer test. As a matter of fact, pregnant women have elevated PSAs. So this was a test, this was a hoax uh, put on to the public, uh, you know, by groups of people who wanted to make money treating cancer when it really wasn't there. That's my opinion. I met with and interviewed the doctor who invented the PSA test. But when I put up on my slide presentation, it's funny, but a drug called Nizorol helps kill cancer cells uh, from men's prostate problems. The drug does one thing only. Nizorol just kills fungus. It doesn't help prostate cancer patients. But in 1997, 20 years ago now, a major medical report 
said that it caused apoptosis, it killed cancer cells. When I put that slide up, number one, the doctors, the oncologists really didn't know that an antifungal drug helped men with prostate disease. But more importantly, number two, I then put up what the PSA is. The PSA is an enzymatic test. These enzymes come from five different sac fungi. It was never a cancer test. It's a fungus test. And it's so fascinating through the years how many men as we age, we find that have a 4.8, a 9.2, a 27. You know, as we age, fungus begins, we become more vulnerable to fungus taking us home. What fungus in your body wants is to be home with its relatives. The deeper you dig in soil, the more fungi exist. Ironically, when that man dies of prostate cancer treatment, not prostate cancer, but prostate cancer treatment, we dig a hole six feet deep and enable those fungi that induce the prostate cancer to go home to their relatives. I mean, it's just simply amazing to me. The cycle is completed when we die. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's what Paul Chet talks about that as well. Yeah, first of all, it starts off as you get a little bit tired, then it then it turns into like a chronic issue. If you don't listen, then it's a disease. And if you still don't listen, that's when you, that's yeah. when you put your body. Yeah. If you're living out of um, accordance to Mother Nature's laws, it's something that we talk about quite a lot. I mean, you mentioned there these, these um, drugs, uh, antibiotics, cause five different types of cancer. I mean, people need to understand anti- is obviously <laughs> against and botic means life it's anti-life so they're killing all your gut flora etc and i've actually heard of people um actually i think it might have been kit campbell i don't know if it was her or someone else talking about if you take so as soon as you take one antibiotic in your life your increase of cancer goes up a thousand percent i think it is and this is like people are just taking them now anything that goes wrong uh, just antibiotics antibiotics it's like once again can we get to the root cause of this guys or are we just going to keep masking symptoms um I mean, you, you've mentioned there, this is another thing as well you said there, the, the test, the PSA test, didn't actually test for cancer. Um, the same as I think Dr. Robert Wilmer was talking about this back in the day uh, in, in his in his book as well, The Deadly Deception, about AIDS. He said the AIDS test <laughs> didn't actually test for AIDS, it tests for antibodies. So you could go in there with a cold and they'd come back and say, well, you've got AIDS. Um, so this this is where people have got to be very careful with this. Obviously, go and do your own research on that and, and see what you can find. Um, talking to the audience there, not yourself, Doug. You probably know. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So what you've actually mentioned a little bit before we get into diet, your antifungal diet, and a few other things. I've got a couple of questions for you, and then I know, I know you've got to go. Um, you've mentioned how it can infiltrate our, or it can change our DNA. How does it go about doing this? So um, let me just tell you, mycotoxins are mutagenic, tremorogenic, carcinogenic, genotoxic, teratogenic, meaning they affect a developing embryo. Neurotoxic, nephrotoxic, hepatotoxic, lymphotoxic, dermatotoxic. They, <laughs> they're pretty toxic. Uh, exactly. They're really poisonous <laughs> little dudes. And they can enter, they breach not only your blood cell, your white blood cell, but then your nucleus. This is amazing. We are now saying cancer is a genetic disease. Duh, what alters the genes? We know that mycotoxins, fungus themselves, can breach the cell and alter human DNA. Now, we all have a Superman gene that prevents us from getting cancer. Few, few people know this. It's called the P53 gene. Mm -hmm. The P53 gene is in, we find it, in over 50% of cancers. 
What could breach the P53 gene? You guys guessed it, fungus does it. The CA199 is a pancreatic cancer test. Boy, when your CA199 is up, it's a tumor marker. The doctor will say, I have bad news for you. The reason for the block, the vomiting, rectal bleeding, yada, yada, you have pancreatic cancer. But guess what else the CA199 detects? Ulcerative colitis and fungus. But your doctor will never tell you about those, folks, because honestly, good man or woman, he doesn't know. But this is in the scientific literature. So these mycotoxins, these fungi are pathogenic. They can induce disease. And they do that by manipulating your DNA. Uh, sad state of affairs. Wish your doctors knew it. But now you know it. Mm. So when, we, when we're talking about... If, if someone's got symptoms, what symptoms, um, Doug, would someone have to have to think they've got a fungal condition? Because you've mentioned basically every single autoimmune condition out there uh, as well as every disease. And I wonder, people now, they get they get better because they're taking, they get their diet, they've been improved their diet. Do they, is it they have yeah. an autoimmune disease or is it because they stopped feeding the fungus? This is the question, right? Yeah. Um, so what symptoms can people have? I mean, whenever, I, I, don't, think I've, I, think, I don't know if I've published it yet, I've written an article on it and the symptoms in my book um, are probably the same as yours. The, li the list is long and distinguished. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what would be the main ones if you, if you were to say to people, you've got a fungal condition? Okay, so the Vietnam War, I was in pre-med, the Vietnam War interrupted my becoming a doctor. Ryan, if I were a doctor today, it, this would be the most gagging, yawning interview in the world. I would have been telling you to put your kids on antibiotics, make sure they get all their vaccines, feed them lots of peanut butter because that has good price. You know, let's, yeah, let's, let's not talk about vaccines. Just, that's, that's a whole other show. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to put my doctor hat on. Okay, vaginal yeast, ringworm, jock itch, onychomycosis, which is nail fungus, seborrheic dermatitis, which is dandruff induced by fungus because guys wear hats all day. Um, so those are the conditions in my clinic I will see and treat with antifungal drugs. Now I'm going to take my doctor hat off and put my Doug hat on. Cancer, diabetes. Did you know that the glitazone drugs, uh, Avandia, Actos, those drugs developed for diabetes also just happened to kill fungus. So diabetes drugs killing fungus, this is a duh. You heard that statin drugs also kill fungus. Did you know tamoxifen is a very potent antifungal? If a woman has breast cancer, we give them tamoxifen, and we're amazed that years later they don't get more breast cancer. Why? We have stopped the fungus from proliferating. So literally, here's what I would do. We, we call them here in the U.S., FUPO heads, <laughs> fungus until proven otherwise, F-U-P-O. You're a FUPO head when you wake up in the morning, your heart's palpating out of its chamber, you got a migraine, you're depressed, your mouth, your breath smells horrible. You're a FUPO head if you say, aha, not only two beers last night, but ice cream and pasta. Maybe there was fungus in it. You're not a FUPO head if you run to the tummy doctor and the head doctor and the mouth doctor and get them all to examine you and each hand you one or two prescriptions. So begin thinking, guys, if I could just tell you, we are running in America at a rapid pace from doctor to doctor to doctor without ever the doctor or you considering the cause. 
There's a reason your heart starts to beat up quickly. It's getting rid of something in your body. It's just like a fever. What could that something be that your heart doesn't like? You just heard me say these fungal mycotoxins are cardiotoxic. So you're a FUPO head the second you begin getting it. My fork and spoon is making me feel miserable. Conversely, it can make you feel great. Yeah. 100%. And uh, you hear that, guys? It's not just me talking. That's someone else saying exactly the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's brilliant. I say that all the time. People look at me mad when I say, oh, it's full of molds or yeast. Or, I know <laughs> I've done that. I know the bugs. The bugs will want me to feed them. I can, I can hear them calling my name at night. They want me to eat something. They, they come out at night. They're, they're, they're nocturnal. I say things that they're like, what? What are you on about? I'm like, trust me. Don't worry. I can, I, they want their food. I know what's going on. They're not getting it tonight. Um, and and so, yeah, it's, it's amazing hear someone else talk about it like that it's something that uh, me and my mentor talk about quite a lot and we this is the thing when you start looking rather than talking about weight loss and fat loss when you start looking at health and then you start getting into understanding what's actually feeding feeding these problems then that's why we always talk about as you said before um it's all about the terrain so you can keep taking these things i always say the best antifungals you can take and we'll go into that quickly um but once this is why you can just keep chucking magic bullets at stuff but this is why you need to change your internal terrain i always go on about this guys because until you change your internal terrain you're going to keep getting these problems come up and you can master them with different things whether it be antibiotics sorry whether it be drugs and the one you didn't mention i've heard you mention before was um intra uh, intraconazole i think it's like it kills mm-hmm. kills toe fungus you can keep mm-hmm. going to get drugs like this or you can go and take different um even um herbs etc keep chucking it chucking them at that and they kill them off but these funguses they're very clever i want you to keep feeding them the same thing they adapt and they start to like find out ways to get around them so you need to change your internal terrain guys um, i'm sure doug would agree with me that's the way um when the terrain's good you're gonna get, you're gonna get a lot better results um i'm sure you'd agree i'm sorry to go off on one there but you hit a point and i just wanted to make sure nail that down that people really understood what what we're talking about there Um, No, Ryan, you hit that dead on. And the terrain is the commensal bacteria and yeast you were born with. If you've ever been on one antibiotic, you need to replace them with a good probiotic. Then the terrain mostly is made up of the foods you're eating now. So you have good terrain or fast food terrain. And you get to choose. That's the good thing. Yep, and you've mentioned before as well that mold can, this is the thing for guys, Doug mentioned slightly, it can get into the brain, it means it can get into the pancreas, it can get into the lungs, the um, fungus, these these things, they can get anywhere, this is why you've got different parasites, some that favour the liver, some that favour the gut, some some that favour, you've seen them in the eyes, this is why guys, you need to be, and wherever your genetic weakness is, well these things will take you over, so you really need to, to, um, to just understand it's all about changing your internal terrain until you do that these problems will keep on popping up um i had a few questions for you but we won't we'll, we'll tackle these another time because i know you've got to go in a minute we wanted to talk a little bit about tobacco and etc and a little bit about um there was another one you remember you talking about how they give bunnies cancer with aflatoxin b1 and mice um yeah. and but we're, we're touching that another time um just wanted to let people know You've got your own, if you go to www.knowthecourse.com, you've actually got your own antifungal diet there, Doug. And um, there's two different stages to that. Can you just quickly explain what those stages are for people? You have to understand that it was 40-some years ago that I realized I had a fungal condition. Mm -hmm. Now I had to stop feeding it. Well, you know, I was 21 years old. I gave it Oreo cookies. I gave it sandwiches. I gave it beer, you know. 
And uh, I had no idea anything about diet. I was kind of like, you know, many in the medical field today. We eat to enjoy health or not. So the diet says eat for this reason. I don't care about a glycemic index. I don't care about a thimble full of pasta that they sell you, you know, to lose weight on, on television. What I care about, not calories, I care about starving fungus. You just heard me say that broccoli hates fungus and fungus hates broccoli. Kale, anything with chlorophyll, green foods, onions, oh, the allicin and onions. So what I did is put together a diet, understanding that we have to eat. So green apples, because green apples have malic acid in them, went on my diet. Grapefruit, which if I were diabetic, I'd start every day with a grapefruit. Um, and certain berries and so forth with the elagic acid in the seeds of berries. These were all medicinal foods that I thought I needed in my diet. It's free to all your viewers. It's on my website. Just pull down, getting started, how to start on this diet. And I can tell you, Ryan, that within two weeks, if they will commit to this diet uh, and talk to your doctor first, get his or her approval. But if you will commit to this diet for two weeks, watch what happens to your weight. The simple question is, what makes bread rise? Could that same yeast be making your human tissues rise? Absolutely. Your questions are so good. Cigarettes don't cause cancer. Uh, when we commercialized cigarettes, they do. If you're going out to the farm and rolling your own tobacco, you're good to go, according to the head of the World Health Organization, Center for Mycotoxins in Food. But if you dip those tobacco leaves in sugar and then tightly weave them, they're going to ferment fungus, you're going to smoke them, and it's going to look, it isn't probably, but it's going to look like lung cancer. There was a study done just recently, Ryan, 27 patients all diagnosed with lung cancer, went on antifungals, and all 27 healed. So more and more we're realizing, uh-oh, we got a problem here with fungus. And I may not be here, but folks, what I want Ryan to do is take over the Kaufman job. You're doing such a good job of it, Ryan. It's, it's stellar, great, great interview. I'm very very proud of you. Pleasure, the pleasure's, the pleasure's on mine, Doug. It's really great to get you on here. And guys, as you said, you can find Doug at www.knowthecalls.com. I think he has a da his daily shows go out on your website. That's correct, isn't it, Doug? Yes, yeah, they go out every day. And then Tuesday and Thursday, do a live, you know, uh, text in your questions. So we have fun. We're growing this, Ryan, and I have to be careful, but we're. I think we're doing a good job, and you can't believe the testimonials we get. It's really an honor. No, 100%. I've actually put, um, along, with, along with a few other... other um, little tweaks in here because as, as yourself look at the boy holistically so if we have any clients that we get that have got fungal conditions your diet's one of the things you put them on as well as looking to boost their immune system in lots of other ways um, but I can test, certainly testify for Doug's diet he's got two different stages and anyone who wants to look at the look at Doug uh, the diet go to uh, and then he's also as I said before he's put that into YouTube he has his YouTube channel there um, um, Doug doesn't actually do any more individual uh, consultations but everything's there for you to find so um, Doug that's been an absolutely fantastic interview thank you so much for um, coming on today um, I was definitely you know we've opened some minds here definitely opened some eyes to what what could be causing their problems um, just thank you for yeah. coming on really my honor thank you so much Ryan no, no worries speak to you soon okay. Doug. Uh -huh. bye bye so guys that was Doug Kaufman and that was the fungus 
and cancelling. I've no doubt that that has opened your mind to absolutely new possibilities when it's come to all different autoimmune diseases such as, uh, I mean, of course cancer, but they're looking into diabetes, lupus, looking into AIDS, conditions of the pancreas, conditions of the lungs, um, you name it, he's talking that fungus is definitely, in his opinion, a major problem, a major contributor as well. So guys, hopefully that's opened your mind. As I said before, you can you can catch Doug at www.knowthecause.com and you'll find anything you need to there. As always, guys, as I said before, you can find us on Instagram at revive underscore yourself and obviously on YouTube, our Revive Yourself channel and obviously at www.reviveyourself.com. But for any of you that have been struggling with gut issues, skin issues, chronic fatigue, brain fog, adrenal problems, thyroid issues, whatever chronic issue you've got, we have got our free four-day mini course just for you which explains to you through four days exactly what's been going on to be called to cause your issues exactly what you need to do to get over them and why these why what you've been doing is just been masking the problem with uh, masking the symptoms sorry with band-aids and what you really need to do to get to the root cause of it to create long-lasting change that's what you want guys as i mentioned again in the interview it's all about changing your terrain getting to the root cause of these problems otherwise they'll keep on reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring and that's not what you want but otherwise guys um been a great episode hope you enjoy it leave a review for us on itunes share it with anyone you know this could uh, who could um benefit from listening to these interviews uh doug's got an audience of 80 million no we haven't got that here at the moment but if we can keep reaching more and more people it'll be fantastic because as i said in the interview i'm just here to help people get this message out that your health is in your own hands um if you do need a, ha- a helping hand i know there's so much contradicting information out here out there that i know that's one of the main reasons that people like join our programs because we break it down we make it um we take all the overwhelm away where to start or what do i do first etc we break all of that down in our programs um we've been getting fantastic results so i actually want to be putting out um some testimonials soon as well just to let you guys know how much we can help you if you've been struggling because i know so many people go to doctors specialists consultants other nutritionists and don't get any results um and that's where we want you to know there is another way and your body's your body's natural or default setting i should say is health um and it has got an ability to heal itself given the right circumstances you just have to find that okay guys it's much more than just nutrition it's about lifestyle it's about finding the root cause so that's it for this week guys got next week's episode with the guys from no yoke that should be or life is no yoke that should be fun it's all about different smoothies recipes vitamix etc and we'll delve into that so until next week guys as always to your health and happiness and i'll speak to you on the flip side see you later guys if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the Healing Health Paradigm today. 